escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
is the ginger and if you want more of the uh, moringa add more whatever you want just explore and be creative about the drink that you are going to take i am just enjoying it bon appetit thank you so much for watching home tips with mira on how to use your squash so anytime you have access to one please don't hesitate to get it for yourself and in subsequent episodes i'm going to show you how the unique and the diverse ways that you can use this vegetable be it baking grilling or what have you i believe you have learned a lot and i want to wish you the best of the season and don't forget to visit my social media handles facebook home tips with mira youtube home tips with mira like subscribe and share so that other people can also know the unique ways to use this vegetable please Bring this for your eyesight. Until next time, it is bye-bye for me and stay positive. Hello and welcome to another episode of The 77%. My name is Edith Kimani and this week we are in Kakuma town, located in northwestern Kenya. On this week's show, we're talking about what it means to be forced to leave your home and adapting to a life of not knowing if or when you ever go back. Here's what we prepared for you. We meet refugees and hear how they're living in Kenya and beyond. In South Africa, we'll find out what drives xenophobia in certain communities. And we'll meet Delovi Kagwala, aka Papa D, a queer Ugandan artist living in Berlin. So let's begin right here in Kakuma. It's a small town a few hours from the border to South Sudan and it's home to one of Kenya's two largest refugee camps. Now the camp was established in 1992 and it's home to nearly 200,000 refugees and asylum seekers. We'll meet some of them during this show but for now let's meet Nancy Nakeng. She's an aspiring model and student who has lived here for seven years and wants to be a voice for her community. So surely, who better than her to show us around? My name is Nancy Nakeng. I'm a student and a model, and this is my town, Kakuma. We are in Kakuma a small town in Kenya's very remote and arid north. The tiny market town lies in the homeland of the pastoralist Turkana community. But in the last 30 years, it has become to around 200,000 refugees living in the settlements of Kakuma and Kalubeye. The harsh climate and scarcity of resources like water and food make Kakuma no easy place to live for both locals and refugees. With people from places like South Sudan, Somalia and DRC, Kakuma is a mix of peoples, each with their own markets and communities. This is one of the main markets in Kakuma, and this is where you can get any of the African prints, and also uh, the others that you can get are veggies, or maybe you, if you want your grocery for your house. With new people arriving each week, Kakuma is a place in motion. Run by the Kenyan government together with the UN, the camps have become a long-term home for many. Once registered here, most refugees live within the camp and town boundaries, only traveling to other parts of Kenya if they get special travel permits. Nancy lived here as a refugee for seven years. At the age of 18, she and her two younger sisters were separated from their mother and fled their home in South Sudan. Her life changed dramatically. She grew up fast. Back then, I used to have someone who was telling me, do this, do that. But now here, it's me who is doing the opposite. I'm, I'm self-driven, and I'm done now telling my siblings to do this and do that. These are bad, this is good, so you should follow this path instead of the other. Like many young refugees here, her life as she knew it was put on hold. Before the war broke out, Nancy had almost completed high school. But here in Kenya, her grades weren't accepted. She had to go all the way back to sixth grade to first get her Kenyan primary school certificate. I stayed two years home because I saw it was ridiculous, like it was bad for me to restart from primary and yet I was already in high school, finishing, almost finishing my high school, so it's been a tough journey. This is my school, Bryce Integrated Secondary School, and we host both uh, the refugees and the host community here. We are preparing for Kenyan national examination, 
Uh, it's a final year for us, the Form 4s, uh, and it's a certificate that determines whether you'll join college or university. While good grades can be a gateway to a better future, the one thing that Nancy has learned here in Kakuma is to be resilient and speak out for herself and others. Taking part in local beauty pageants and representing her community has given her this platform. It helps me be a role model to young girls out there. There are women out there who, are, who still have, like, they're still under the cultural practices where they say uh, women are dominated. They, are, they don't have the voice to speak out for themselves. Holding the ball low is not an option for Nancy. She has to be a role model to her siblings and stands out, whether it's through modeling or as one of the only women on the basketball court. This is where she spends her evenings playing with both Kenyans and other refugees. Thank you for letting me show you around. Hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. Most refugees here dream of lives elsewhere. Maybe through luck or hard work, they could get a chance to go abroad. It's happened before, and so the youths of Kakuma and Kaloboye keep the ball moving. Wow, thanks Nancy. So we've just seen what a vibrant place the Kakma refugee camp is, despite the fact that most people here have gone through some traumatic experiences. But we wanted to meet a few people living here, so we've come to see a rehearsal of a very, very, very special project. They're called Kakuma Sound, and you're going to hear them before you see them, so just heard from Kakuma Sound and here with me is Felicia. I hope I'm saying your name right. Yes. All right. And you're the chairman of Kakuma Sound who we've just been listening to, right? Yeah, exactly. Tell me a little bit about the group and the instrument that you're playing. Uh, this group is combined all nationalities and uh, we call ourselves Kakuma Sound Band. Yeah. How many nationalities are represented here? So we are over six nationalities. Over six nationalities. Exactly. I'm seeing here Republic Democratic of Congo. Exactly. Ah, nice. And you're all from... Uh, I'm from Burundi. Burundi. So more Burundians in the house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So how did you come up with the idea of forming the group here at the refugee camp? You know, uh, because uh, we are coming from a different nation, there were no interaction. Some some of us we don't know their their culture. Mm. So now we are coming with the idea how we can just unite ourselves through the band so that we can now know each other and interact with one another and we can know everybody's culture. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but when I walked in here and looking at your face now, you all look so joyful. You know, is that what this music does for you or why do you do it? Yeah, this music made, made me just to be very, very happy because now I'm enjoying uh, DRC Congo's music. <laughs> so when I'm playing this Adungu, now yeah. I'm enjoying to play uh, Congolese music and South Sudanese music. Yeah. Uh, so don't go anywhere because we're coming back to you with a few more questions. And because we're talking about music, we're going to cross over to Uganda. And I think you're going to like the story of this incredible guitarist. Let's watch. We got done spy. Got it. I was the best guitarist in Bukavu. I was top number one. The all came of the of the my my this M23 came in 2004. I was in Goma at that time, and that is how I was forced. Uh, I was forced to leave home to Uganda, and Uganda became home just like that. I realize you have to be simple, you have to be humble, you have to behave well with people because now you are far from your family, you are alone. How do you create your own, your own family? <laughs> I have to be good to people, I have to learn how other people live their lives, I have to learn a new life. 
yes, you are a refugee, but does it, does it stop me from thinking to be a better version of me? So I had to start searching. How can I continue being a better guitarist, which I became? Because since I came in Uganda, to be honest, you won't count three guitarists and I'm not among. There are people who want to give up on life. People want to give up on their dreams thinking it will never happen. No, it will happen, by the way. It will happen because I've been there and I'm here to tell you that dreams do come true. Right, so we've just heard from the incredible guitarist what he's doing in that country. Uh, but we're still here with Felicia and the beautiful sound of Kakuma. And I just wanted to ask you, you know, you have so many nationalities here with so many backgrounds. And I know that you're saying peace is what is uniting all of you. But how do you marry all these cultures together when you're making decisions, when you're writing your songs? Yes, uh, you know, when we, uh, it, when we, in, our, in our beginning, it was very, was very, very, very hard. So to, to have this all nationality together. But now through music, when I was playing my music, I met with the Congolese people that we were playing together. Yeah. So other people, they are now thinking about that sound that are now enjoying and just enjoying, enjoying. So when you look at the state of the world right now, a lot of people are fighting because of one reason or the other. And what do you think Kakuma can teach people about living harmoniously together despite your differences? You know, uh, uh, what, what Kakuma Sound Band can teach other, other people in the world is just when you don't know somebody's culture. This is made misunderstanding. Mm. Some people they are just misunderstanding because they don't know each other. Yeah. Now because of now we are living together and we are playing music together, now we are adapting their their character. I know now their character, I they know my culture. That's why now, now we are living in the harmony way and the peace. Yeah. Yes. And you told me how long have you been playing together, you said? Now it is now two years. Two years. Yeah. So maybe you can tell me the role of music when it comes to integration. You've talked about the host communities. Has this made it easier to have conversations between the two yeah. groups? Yeah. Since we started this this music or this band Kakuma Sound Ideas, this made our life to be easier. Uh, because uh, before we were not know how Kenyans all Turkana are living. Now through music, when we are playing together, now we are now we are interacting with each other. They, now we chat together and we just have a good conversation and we know one another. Now we have a good a good relationship with them. Yeah. Yes. What's the biggest thing that you've learned since you joined this group? What I have learned that through music I can just reduce my stress. Because where I came from there were many, many problems past. My father died in a, in genocide in Rwanda nineteen ninety four. Something happened to me very, very sad. Now through music when I'm playing this music it makes me to just forget what passed through my life and then I, I have a I have a good that my future go, is going to be bright. Oh, yes. I like that. And speaking of the future, what's the vision for the group? So now the vision of this group, then we need, we, uh, we, we, we want just the world to know now the refugees are not vulnerable people. The, the refugees are the same like other people. Mm -hmm. We have rights. Mm -hmm. we, have, we, we can have the same right. We can do the, the same thing what other people they can do. Okay. Yes. Is it okay if I request for one song? Yeah, it's okay. We are. This is now our, our our habit. We can just enjoy enjoy our music. Okay, let's go.
cultural mixes. It's no secret that South Africans have long battled the problem of xenophobia. In the recent past, anti-immigrant movements have gained significant traction, and yet even some people from within these movements are now questioning these extreme ideologies. So our colleagues in South Africa met some of the young people who, after actively rallying against foreigners in their country, are now mobilizing for integration for these same foreign nationals. Black-on-black -black racism, immigrant versus citizen, that's become all too common in South Africa. With the way like, our parents speak to us, they have labeled foreigners as people who come into this country and take what actually belongs to us. Like people that have experienced apartheid, right, they still have that anger of how things were done. Even now I'm still fighting. I'm fighting. Can South Africa's younger generations overcome xenophobia? Now it's becoming worse and worse. Black people are fighting each other now. Soweto, South Africa. Sipo Mshoniswa has been looking for a job since he finished school three years ago. Without experience or a degree, it's mission impossible in a country with the world's second highest youth unemployment rate. Mshoniswa started blaming foreigners living in his community, believing that they are to blame for the misery of young people. These thoughts, he knows today, didn't come from nowhere. He took them over from his parents. So with that, I grew up with the thought that no, foreigners are foreigners, South Africans are South Africans, yeah, and that's not, that's not diversity. So when I, when, I, when I found out the motive of this operation to Dula, it was out of anger, out of unemployment, you know, and I, I, I thought to myself, no, this is the right thing to do. Mshoniswa joined Operation Dudula, which means kick out or push back. The radical anti-immigrant group, which recently registered as a political party, is linked to vigilantism, lootings and general violence against foreigners. They blame foreigners for selling drugs, taking their jobs away and occupying social housing. But Mshoniswa had second thoughts when he witnessed how this shop was brutally looted. People claimed the Pakistani shop owners sold drugs to children. They stormed the premises and stole everything. I'm not proud. <laughs> I won't lie to you, sir. I'm not proud at all. Because when I think about this, uh, it, makes, it makes us less humane. Yeah, it makes us less humane. And to, to, to think about the way we talk about Ubuntu as South Africans, Ubuntu, yeah. But now, if someone comes and tries to make a living and you see that as a negative thing or bad thing. That means we are not on the same page as Africans. Ubuntu means I am because you are. I can only be a human being if I treat others with dignity and respect. This is also the principle Sukiso Mtongo lives by, who we met at her home in Soweto. Every week the 21-year-old student is making food for people in need, for the elderly, the young, for South Africans and foreigners. Because they come from wherever, from up the African continent or wherever they come from to get help from other neighboring, from other neighboring um, countries. So if we don't help them, then who will? Hatred against foreigners has a history in South Africa. Deadly riots in 2008 and 2018 killed scores of people. Sadly, xenophobia is on the rise again, with 2022 accounting for 117 shops looted and 38 deaths. Back home again, Mtongo says she believes that xenophobia is connected to a larger generational conflict. She is a born free, someone who grew up under democracy. Her mother, though, lived through apartheid, a racist regime that brutally oppressed and exploited black people. Her mother recently joined Operation Dudula. The horrible experience of oppression, Ntongo believes, is part of her mother's hatred against foreigners. Her mother still remembers the Dompas, a racist identity card that determined where black people could work and live. Even now I'm still fighting. I'm fighting in Tutola. I'm fighting for my rights because my ancestors were fighting for the past. Now I'm fighting for these tracks. To, to must just get out.
we wanted our freedom so bad. Now our freedom is here. Now from fighting freedom, we have to fight um, things of what come, things that come with the freedom. After Mshloniswa left Operation Dudula, he finally found a job. Mshloniswa helps out in a corner supermarket owned by a Mozambican trader. The owner does not want to be filmed. His shop has been looted a few months ago, and he fears this might happen again. The fact that Mshloniswa has been given a job by people he once blamed for his misery is underlining that migration in many cases is not a burden, but a benefit for the economy of South Africa. We are all African and if we are all if we all want to eat we should we should put it we should be in a table around and just eat. In May 2023 Uganda passed one of Africa's most draconian laws against homosexuality which can result in long jail sentences and in severe cases even the death penalty. This has caused more and more members of the LGBTQI plus community in Uganda to seek asylum in countries like Kenya, go into hiding, or try and make a living in exile. Like Papa Day, a Ugandan artist and queer rights activist. Through their art, Kagwala was lucky enough to get work in Germany where they are now living together with their child. I sneaked into my own country you know, to be able to get my visa sorted. In many ways, it just felt like we have somehow became, like, become refugees in our own country where you can't enter, you know, um, safely. I'm Dilovi Kwagala, a.k.a. Papadi. I am the first openly non-binary queer photographer from Uganda. It's been a few years since DW first met Papa D back in Kampala, building a photo career portraying queer life in Uganda. Since then, Uganda, which has always been a difficult place for members of the LGBTQ community, has become a virtual no-go zone. In April 2023, Uganda passed an anti-gay law, which can sentence anyone deemed as gay to at least 10 years in prison and can, in extreme cases, even lead to the death penalty. From outside the country, Papa D became one of the most vocal Ugandan voices against the new law. What is happening in Uganda is a violation of human rights. It's a strip. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Prime Tech. Today, we have a special conversation, a conversation that surrounds how Ghana sports used to be the most dominant thing simply because talents in obscurity were found through school sporting activities. But over the years, some have described the school sports as a system that is dead. Others have said it has taken a complete nose dive. While there are those who actually believe that school sports is still the area that has the potential of getting us talents to feed into our various sporting uh, disciplines. Uh, one man uh, who was in charge of physical education at the Ghana Education Service, Mr. Emmanuel Domenia, is here to speak to us. Have a, have a clear understanding of what they were doing that brought school sports and produced the talents that we were witnesses and what is not actually happening right here. Uh, as I mentioned, Emmanuel Domenia is my guest today on Prime Take. Thank you very much for your time, Thank you very much, my brother. I it's been a long time. time. It's been a long time. <laughs> sure, How are you doing? Sure, sure. Nice grace we are living. Oh, it's okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice, nice to have you and to finally see you after such a long time. I'm I remember we did the um, SHS Sports Festival together in Cape Coast. Sure. 2017. Oh, precisely. Six years. <laughs> Interesting, interesting, interesting. Nice, nice to um, finally have a conversation surrounding school posts once again. Even after six years, it's interesting, we had several conversations about this, this very area, and sure. um, we need to have a clear understanding of what's actually happening. But first of all, let's have a, a perfect picture of who Emmanuel Domania is and how you got into the fiscal education space when everyone is chasing the <laughs> other areas. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. And um, yeah, simply, this is Emmanuel Domenia. I was born on a Thursday, so yeah. Okay. I was Christian Emmanuel. Then, you know, as usual, the family member, yeah, tradition yeah. of Domenia. So I'm Emmanuel Domenia. 
I'm from a small village. No. A, a town. You know what's going on? It's not a village. Okay. It's a town. Because... And 2020, I got to the headquarters in 2015. 16, 17, 18, 19. 2020, we never drop out. Basic, you know, it's BNR. Yeah. This year, basic. The phone year sentence has seen a high, basic senior high, basic senior high. It performed within two years. And then the almighty kept coast groom. I remember that they bunched into my office with cameras. I said, ah, my friend, what is happening? No, that year we were not to have gone for the festival after all these preparations. No, finally, the FC, the financial control saw me on the corridor moving and said, hey, P, you people, are you sure you are going? I said, oh, yes, we will go. I smiled and said, well, we will go because I knew what I was doing underground. No, he's the financial controller. Yeah. But we have the uh, budget officer, the accountant. So I was on air. Madam, please. Because I already told the director general that please don't let it happen in our time that this year we'll not go to National Festival. He said, okay, what can we do? I said, no. Just make sure the capitation is paid. One capitation is paid, but then we're about three or four in, tran uh, in arrears, tranches in arrears. Ali Dai is exposed, and so they shoot. The accountant called the controller before me that this is it. We are begging, this is it. So I was sure that something was going to happen. But unfortunately, what happened was not adequate enough, and that meant that maybe I should withdraw. I said, no way. Whatever you can give us, even the 10 cities, let me know. So that if it is only football, only athletics are going to organize national because my people have prepared. So they said, okay. I sent my budget, it was cut. I sent it again, adjustment. I sent it to Oscar. So when I realized this is what I have, I called my coordinator. They were all then in camp because they already set date and everything. And I said, I will not sit down for this to happen. So I said, okay, what do we do? You know, we're on platform. So yeah. I called all the 10 regional coordinators at the time. We started discussing. We cannot hold the festival, hold it like we were planning. Because at my time, I, I canceled or I changed. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.